right? And the heart, you know, anything you feel about this life, you know, you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your gut, and you think about it in your brain. And uh, the other passages, I don't have it written down here, but it talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And a lot of things going on in our world today hinge on these subjects. And as we know, this is the time where a lot of knowledge is increasing, as we see in that Daniel 12, 4, where God told Daniel to shut up the words and to seal the book. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And we're at a time where it's exploding beyond measure, right? Second Corinthians 6.14 tells us, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And so, one more, <laughs> as I get into this here, it's Ephesians 5.11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or reproach them. So as you have those verses collected there, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we just ask you to enlighten the minds of everyone listening here live and on um, the Internet, Lord God, and anyone coming in the archives to check this out, because we need people to be set free from the bondage of uh, technology and the addictions out there, Lord God. And um, we just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So, starting off this week, we're going to be talking about virtual reality. And the gaming industry tried to get virtual reality going in the 90s, but it was uh, not cost effective, and the computer graphics hadn't developed enough to get the realism that they wanted. And let's give you a little breakdown here. Virtual reality, the first virtual reality-like device was the stereoscope in 1838, which was invented by Sir Charles Wheatstone. Over time, other devices were created, such as the viewer master and the ultimate display. Facebook bought out the Oculus Rift VR, the Oculus Rift VR in 2014 for $3 billion which made the VR explode more, but it was still in its infancy, right? So here goes uh, an article. Mark Zuckerberg reveals that Facebook paid more than we thought uh, for Oculus. Everyone thought that uh, Facebook um, bought it out for two, $2 billion, but they paid more for uh, employee benefits and things like that, right? Sorry, it's kind of hard to see this thing. So uh, the term Oculus, it's pertaining to an eye. It's an eye, eye gate, you know, circular opening. Um, if you take it deeper into the occult or old pagan literature, you'll see that it's the all-seeing eye of Lucifer or Horus, the sun god. It goes in many different ways. Um, so. This is a, a device that we'll introduce in a minute. It's called the HoloLens. And before I go into that, I'm going to tell you about something called Moore's Law. And Moore's Law is the observation that the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles every two years. So the things that we're getting in, in, in the populace now, like cell phones and uh, laptops and all sorts of things, they're already obsolete. Within two years, you see something <laughs> totally different, especially when it comes to virtual reality, computer gaming, and all that. Um, if you think about computer chips, uh, uh, you have four core processors, eight cores. Uh, scientists are out there years ago was talking about we need to think about 100 core. Uh, so th this thing is expanding exponentially. This is an entire new age the fourth industrial revolution. So 
the, the way that computers and the, the, the internet and what they call the internet of things that I explained a little bit last week, the way it's developing is everything will be connected and what's coming is the 5G network which will um, shower with radiation for one, but it'll have all our devices from your watch to your phone to your clothes to your, your, your TV, your toaster, everything will be communicating with each other. And it has virtual reality too, as well. Now, it will revolutionize the workplace, the same workplace that will be infused with artificial intelligence. And although this topic isn't necessarily focused on artificial intelligence, I want you to hold on to that fact because by the end, you'll see something special, right? So there'll be possible medical breakthroughs and advancements in science, but no one is talking about the repercussions of long-term exposures. You'll see this kind of um, idea when it comes to environmentalism, uh, Anything that's a breakthrough, stem cell research, they always tell you the good benefits, but they never tell you what can happen. Uh, could, could DNA manipulation uh, bring forth monstrosities that could plague the planet? We don't know, uh, but it's a possibility, right? Now, HTC, uh, one of the phone companies, they say that it will be best if a person only uses the VR headset for only 20 to 25 minutes, then take a break. The mind and body needs time to adjust to the new world, especially if you are walking on a plank or some high structure. Uh, <laughs> and so what, what people don't realize is that some of these headsets, not all, especially the HTC, they have the cell phones right there in front of your face, and they, the cell phone emit a lot of radiation. So if you're, if you're taking this headset and putting it on your, your head and, and walking around it for hours, your whole skull is radiated, irradiated. And of course, that could bring forth um, brain cancers and other things. So as we move forward here, um, the HoloLens, let's take a look. Penny walks in, on location. She has to set up the space for a product unveil for a group of clients. Enter Microsoft HoloLens, the world's first untethered holographic computer. The device maps the room in order to construct a digital map of the space, allowing Penny to fill the room with holograms. What you see here is next-generation hand tracking. Penny moves the holograms throughout the room in real time and space. The boxes react using physics-based simulations, just like they would in the real physical world. Sorry, Penny. This may be a bad time, but the client is on an earlier flight. <laughs> We're so not ready. Should we start to panic? Not yet. Just bring the team in, please. Windows brings spatial sound, articulated hand tracking, and Samir's own hands into VR. I can see your heart at work, Samir, but Penny needs your help. Yeah, sure thing. Just let me check out this bunker real quick. Samir, the client is on... As per usual... Your sense of timing is just awesome. Kai-san, Penny ga yonde imasu kedo. Imasu ni ukutte sasete. Kai joins the conversation as a hologram. Samir also appears as a 3D avatar, which he scanned himself using his phone. Cute. I try. So, how's it coming? It's not. This is the flagship store. It's got to be... It's got to be unforgettable. Yeah. Not exactly blowing my hair back. Yeah, the space is driving me nuts. All right. How about a change of scenery? Welcome to Think Club. Imagine the web of the future where you can draw inspiration from the cloud in three dimensions and all around you. Some inspiration, please. Namaste. These bots help them interface with businesses. This one helps them find amazing 3D assets. Kai uses a pen and Samir uses a specialized controller in order for them both to manipulate and design the 3D creation. The team forgets that they are not together physically as they continue collaborating on the design. Penny picks up the eyedropper to grab a colour from the physical ceiling in order to make things feel more anchored. 
Through the conversational bot, we see a real-time translation of what Penny's client is saying. Impressive. That went well. All right. So as we can see there, um, the HoloLens is basically a, a, a leap into augmented reality, or what we call virtual reality. Uh, they're two different phrases, but they kind of mean the same thing. And basically, this three-dimensional hollow space. This also includes the seemingly physical interaction with holograms. There's also an interaction with artificial intelligence, as you saw there. And remember to hone in on artificial intelligence, right? Um, some, something we won't be able to um, escape from in the near future is the artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence will be ubiquitous, just like the 5G and the 6G network that I mentioned before. Are you ready? You will be able to watch movies, surf the internet, and a whole, and a whole lot of things which, um, with the virtual desktop in your face for an unseen amount of hours. Now, <laughs> this movie, well, it's a TV show. It's called Intelligence, right? And it's canceled, but it came out in, I believe, 2013. And what we see is the same attributes that were found in devices like the HoloLens. Uh, let's take a look at the trailer. Can you explain why you are trespassing on government property? That woman who brought you coffee, she's afraid of you. Why is that, Badri? I haven't told you our names. Did you just do that? Riley, pleasure to meet you. What do you know about a program called Clockwork? It's this generation's Manhattan Project. The most devastating weapon ever built. While other agencies have been busy trying to make artificial intelligence more human, we gave a human the kind of power that had previously only been found in a machine, an advanced intelligence agent. I want you to protect it for us. Gabriel, you're done. Oh, finally. We connected a human being directly to the information grid. Internet, telephone, satellite. All the intel I have access to, I can see it like a virtual evidence wall. The chip processes it like a computer, but my brain metabolizes it like, like a brain. That is a great party trick. You've changed your hair color. Wow, that photo you emailed your boyfriend in college. What's that supposed to mean? 1060 on your SATs? Come on. I was a bad test taker. Youngest woman ever appointed presidential detail. Now what? Following around the charming devil with a microchip in his brain. Almost every word of that was accurate. Almost? Which word did I get wrong? Charming. Come on, I thought this was the part where we share and bond. Seems like the part where I find out how much of a pain. Eyes up front. What you're about to see is a kidnapping. The victim is Dr. Cassidy, our top neuroscientist. This is more than personal. Cassidy's like a father to me. What would your government do to you if they learned you made a second chip? You think I'm going to implant an untested, possibly defective chip in a live human? No. <laughs> Kidnappers are Chinese. Translation? Bring the box. Where'd you learn Mandarin? I didn't. I got an app for that. You need an upgrade. Xiang means box, yes, but Baoxian Xiang means safe. Bring the safe. I like the new girl. I'm in the database now. Hello, Wang Fu. You took a bullet from me? What the hell are you doing? My job! Do you have any idea what would happen if this chip ends up in the wrong hands? Just thinking my head may be valuable, but you don't want to sit in a hangar. Need that satellite! Satellite, three, two, no time! Can't stay here. Let me be very clear with you. You're here to keep it safe. Him, not it. 
The Romans said it's bad luck not to give something to the person who saved your life. I think a 20 should about cover it. You think I'm paying you? I saved your life. I'm bleeding. Just a flesh wound. Don't be dramatic. Gabriel, I have your friend. Would this help him? Drop your weapon. Shoot him! Little to the left. What are you talking about? Three degrees down. Now, Doc! Reckless, unpredictable, and insubordinate. And you put a computer in his head. If they wanted a robot, they could have built one. They wanted a human, and they got one. $20, what's this for? For the next time. All right. So that's intelligence. And uh, I, don't, I hope you paid attention to, to the beast that they were, the things that they were telling you because this has to go along with a term called transhumanism, and that's a whole nother presentation. <laughs> um, soon these devices will be in our heads, or the people left behind, I would say. Um, people are already taking microchips into their hands and all sorts of stuff going on around the world, especially in Sweden. Um, but as you saw there, he was dragging stuff from the internet to make his, his crime scene and to tell the woman about herself like he's clairvoyant or something, you know? These, are, these, these ideas are what's coming out in tech anyway because there's also a lot of spiritual attributes inside of these tech companies, uh, including, uh, you know, Hinduism and all these other things. So humanity will become a part of what some call the hive mind or global brain, and I'll explain, explain that later. Um, an apparatus that will have artificial intelligence knowing your every move, your every thought, just like the creator himself, but far less powerful, of course. And as you've noticed again in the trailer, everything she posted on Facebook, on well, they didn't say Facebook, but you know, social media, he was able to draw from, draw from. So we post all our, our data on, on Facebook and all these other places. The artificial intelligence or intelligence is that take over in the future will extrapolate all that data no matter what because most of it is never deleted. So anyway, <laughs> um, movies, I heard uh, about 10 years ago, that they will be starting to premiere at home. In fact, they already are uh, through popular streaming services. You can now go anywhere and watch your movies uh, away from home, but imagine when this is uh, interweaved into virtual reality. Uh, virtual reality is already its own economy, and eventually it, it has uh, done, sorry, it will be uh, assimilated with cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. I'll explain this uh, very briefly. The, the blockchain and the cryptocurrencies, um, it's like a, a ledger, and this ledger will never be uh, deleted. It can't be um, changed by anyone unless because the, what's, what's there now is decentralized. But if it becomes centralized, then we have people that could do whatever they want with it. But at this point, it's not like that. But these uh, countries around the world are trying to make their own um, blockchain uh, cryptocurrencies. So uh, just like the internet is a virtual economy, this virtual reality will be like a little microcosm of that. Uh, so you'll have virtual money, uh, rather than the real money, which goes into the market of the beast and all this other stuff. Uh, uh, in popular video games nowadays, you have, like Call of Duty, you have this virtual money, but you have to spend real money to get the virtual money. Yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, here it goes. It says, VR will make life better uh, or just be an opiate for the masses, right? hard to see here. All right, there we go. Uh, new reality. The new reality is coming, and it's a brain-computer interface, exactly what we just saw in the trailer. And I forgot to mention that even uh, in the trailer, he's not, you know, a bionic man or something like that, but the, the race for building the superhuman and putting these brain chips in, it's here now. Not 20, 30, 50 years off, it's here now. The Cold War is uh, superhumans, uh, genetic manipulation, drones, artificial intelligence. Whoever comes to uh, the forefront of that first is the one that will rule the world. 
and we know that there's a ruler coming and his name is not Jesus, at least not yet, right? And um, it says here, research into VR exploded uh, in this new era and experts soon started to find innovative ways to make virtual experiences more immersive, more real. To date, VR technologies have moved beyond just sight and sound. We've developed technologies that let users touch virtual, virtual objects, feel changes in the wind and temperature, and even taste food in VR. See, a lot of the, the regular populace don't uh, understand how fast this stuff is growing. Right? Now, this is a video game here. I'll tell you a little bit before I, I play the video. Uh, Doom VR. You get to kill cyber demons that are manifesting in a virtual world that um, has the premise of two realities fusing together because of a scientific experiment gone wrong. If you ever heard of CERN, this is you know kind of akin to that. Uh, CERN is a big hadron collider over there in Sweden, um, and um, others, they have a couple of them around the world, and they're planning to break atoms, get dark matter, or open portals, all sorts of stuff. So a friend of mine named Rory Brown said that his other um, his mother warned him that uh, as a younger uh, uh, boy to avoid the very presence of evil, quoting the Bible verse to him while he was playing the game Doom. Uh, this is the original game back in the 90s. That very night, he had a nightmare about a skeleton looking like a goat that attacked him. The next morning, he woke up with a bruise on the same side that this goat attacked him. Now, I as myself, I used to play the game Doom a lot as a young man, and although I didn't have a demonic attack, I did have vivid dreams about being in the world after going to bed, and the, the original Doom was more of, about a space marine that woke up in a hellish place, and he had to kill demons throughout the, the game to uh, get keys to unlock and lock, but he never really escapes hell, so it's a <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full circle all the time, right? So let me tell you, let me play this for you so you can understand more. Of, this is the recent game that I believe it came out last year, and this is the virtual reality version. They have a version on uh, the console and on, on PC. So you'll see what this is like. The most common way to adapt an existing first-person shooter to VR is to turn it into a shooting gallery where you hold still and shoot targets as they pop up. Doom VFR is not that at all. It's built from the ground up to bravely embrace Doom's love of movement and momentum, letting you get up in the faces of demonic invaders in some of the fastest-paced VR action I've experienced yet. Most games are afraid of motion sickness, but VFR makes the energetic movement work pretty well with two different forms of movement. One is the now standard teleportation with a slow motion effect as you target it. You can also use that to aim. At first, that seems like an enormous advantage in a game where you can dodge rockets fired in your face. But VFR quickly evens the odds with a ton of fast-moving, tough-as-nails demons. Teleportation is also what VFR uses to replace the gory melee kills in Doom. Once you stagger an enemy, you can telefrag them for fun and extra items. I think you get the point. All right? And this is not the worst game out there. It's bad. It's not the worst. Um, there are a lot of horror games coming out for VR, and this goes into the health issues because let me tell you about a game that I played before I, I play this. Uh, you all know I played Call of Duty before, right? And while I'm playing this game, Call of Duty, there's a mode in there called Search and Destroy, uh, in the video game, uh, and basically my heart rate started increasing because in this mode, you have, say, six people on a team, and the other team, they have to eliminate the other team before they plant a bomb. Now, if you're the last person on the team, your heart rate goes up, or let's just say you're, you're gung-ho and you want to uh, eliminate the other team, then you have to make sure you find the last player because he's going to plant the bomb. So it's, it's a very uh, uh, drilling-in related, right? And... Um, my heart rate increased dramatically based on the intense nature of the game where if you are the last player left, like I just explained, uh, you have to eliminate the other team. This, not might, this might not be the case for the braver or more aggressive player, but it is something very important to point out. 
Why? Because this goes for um, any genre of video game, especially horror. Games like Battlefield and Star Wars Battlefront are very similar as well. So this is an instant here. I, I believe this is the reactions. You can fall. I don't know. Am I going the wrong So there again, you get the point, right? <laughs> and um, what are people doing to themselves? You know, we, we, it's the same thing we do when we go into a theater and watch a horror movie. I don't watch horror, horror anymore, but I used to watch all of them, Freddy, Jason, all that stuff. Um, and of course, God broke that, that desire off of me. Um, but it's the same exact thing. It's just now it's fr in front of your face. And remember, the whole thing is to put it inside your head or someplace on your body, right? Now, there's a game that came out for PlayStation here it's called Jumpin' Flash. And it was a rabbit that had to go on an adventure in a totally three-dimensional world. It's like a robot rabbit. Um, but because my mind wasn't used to playing in this world of Jumpin' Flash, I would look ridiculous. Uh, here's an example. So, all right, so I'm playing the game. And this is back in the 90s, right? And you, you're trying to move the, the character, but it's so three-dimensional, you're like. You know? So <laughs> the virtual reality stuff makes this, uh, makes it more palatable, right? <laughs> um, let's see here. So um, music videos and, and, and subliminal messages, horror movies and games, no, they, there's no escape unless you close your eyes or take the device off. If the device is in your brain, however, it will be a totally uh, dramatic. It will be totally dramatic. Um, have you ever wanted to play in a virtual space like Tom Cruise or, or Minority Report? Well, they're giving you the opportunity to do that now, right? And we'll see more evidence of this as we go on. And trust me, this is still just a primer, right? So. This is um, Time Looper. This is Time Looper is an app. You won't have to leave your home to visit real historical sites and smell the fresh air of the great outdoors. You won't have to deal with the crowds or people you don't want to be around. Just immerse yourself in the fake reality or something scanned for you to enjoy. You'll be able to traverse the world through GPS, Google Maps, and other means. And this is the website for this time looper. And of course, the time is basically you can go back in World War II, wherever, and visit the sites. Well, it says here, Time Looper is a worldwide leader in recreating and develop, um, delivering famous moments to site visit visitors at the locations where the moments occurred. We customize and display virtual and augmented reality technologies and cutting edge production techniques to enable the most immersive and best visitor experience. Now, remember that all of this is in its infancy. What do we, what, what happens when we add great graphic artists to this stuff? You know, uh, the computer, when it becomes to look like our movies, right? And then um, there's a game called No Man's Sky, but wait a minute, before I go that, okay, no. No Man's Sky is basically, the, the game flopped, but you could actually uh, traverse millions or trillions of planets in real time. So if it takes two years to get to a planet, guess what you're doing for two years, right? Um, 
Then uh, I had a clip from The Guardian, but it got corrupted or something. So uh, some transhumanists want to upload themselves to the cloud and live there. This sort of game would be ideal for those people, those plans, because uh, you know the, the Mormons, they're the, the arm of the transhumanists, and they, they, they have a thing called terrorism, and they want to really make a copy of themselves into the internet. And uh, it's, it's wild. <laughs> so this is um, v, VR GPS Outdoor. It says here, new, G, new GPS technology that identifies locations within uh, centimeters could open way for advances in virtual reality science, scientists say. Right? I'll read you something here. It says, researchers at the, the, the core Cockrell School of Engineering at the University of Texas said the centimeter accurate GPS-based positioning system is far more precise than the orientation capability currently available on smartphones and could allow virtual reality VR headsets to be used outdoors, right? Researchers said the advance in GPS coupled with the smartphone uh, camera could be used to quickly build a global reference 3D map of one surrounding that would uh, greatly expand the radius of a VR game or experience. Currently, VR does not use GPS, which contains it, its use to a limited radius indoor with optical tracking system. Imagine, this is a quote, imagine games where rather than sit in front of a monitor and play, you are in your backyard actually running around with other players, said uh, Tom Humphrey, assistant professor. Um, he said, to be able to do this type of outdoor uh, multiplayer virtual reality game, you need high accurate position and orientation that is tied to a global interface, 5G network, 6G network. 5G is a thousand times faster than what we have now. 6G is a thousand times faster than that. And China is developing it right now. All these towers you see going up around your city, that's 5G. And then they'll have these. Um, like boxes like this, and th these boxes will be near your homes. So, like again, I said, you'll be irradiated. And this is a fact, I, I, again, but this is not a 5G class. So, um, the tech experts say that the mobile device is an ex extension of yourself. Hold on a second here. But this is a, a reference here to this um, outdoor GPS, virtual reality. There's no sound, but as you can see, he's outside, not confined, and ready to play whatever game he needs to play, right? So it's getting more advanced, and I'll stop it right there. All right, so the tech experts say that the mobile device is an extension of yourself. This statement holds a lot of truth because now the mobile phone is an apparatus that doesn't leave your side. If you leave it at the desk while going to the restroom, you might have the feeling that you are missing something. It's also like um, when you're going out, you feel a bit naked without your watch, your smartwatch or your Fitbit. This idea is exactly why eventually we will have these devices er, um, tethered, uh, ta uh, tattooed, or inside our bodies. When will humanity take a pause? It's here to stay. We never hear about the dangers, just the way that it will advance mankind for the better. 4K is the hottest thing right now for consumers, but they already have 8K cameras, 8K TVs, and on and on. And I think there's a step above 8K already being worked on. So this video here, will put, and I'm gonna play the whole video, it's pretty long, but you need to hear all this. And it was actually 28 minutes long. <laughs> so here's a video about the 4K, the virtual reality, and where it's leading us. Working on 4K solutions for VR devices. And what does that mean? More resolution, which is gonna allow you to lose yourself in the environment. I predict within three years, somebody's gonna die by having a virtual reality headset on and they're gonna to forget to eat, go to the bathroom, whatever, and you're gonna, they're gonna find them dead with the headset on. I predict in three years, we're gonna see that. I predict in five years, everybody's gonna have one. 
It's going to be just like a smartphone. Everybody's going to have their VR headset, although they won't be as big and bulky as you see them now. Because as that technology gets better, it's going to get smaller, more compact, and more detail, more processing power involved in it. Case in point, there's an article in paultan.org talking about the new technologies in the automobile industry. It's called Innovation for Millions, Ford Showcases Its Technology, and Highlights Australia's Changing Role. Most of the article is just talking about improvements in car technology, basic safety, uh, different types of GPS that they're going to have, which, of course, they're going to track, track everywhere you go and tax you by the mile. But that's neither here nor there. That's beside the point. We're talking about VR today. What's really interesting about this is that Ford is already developing 4K-type systems for their engineers to use to actually get in and build virtual cars and look at them and see how they run. Here it is. Uh, the system employed by Ford uses a virtual reality head-mounted display identical to those used in the animation and gaming industry to provide designers and testers with lifelike experience of virtual vehicles. With the VR headset in place, users can move through the room in a manner that they can interact with the virtual vehicle the same way they would in real life. The headset even provided a view into the physical world so the user could see his or her body in relation to the virtual data. And you can see what it looks like from some of the pictures there in the article. But here's where it gets more interesting. Including a move to a new photorealistic virtual reality software, VRED, present a view in ultra-high definition, four times the resolution of HD. That's 4K resolution for those of you out there who aren't aware of that. And offers a high level of detail at which engineers can inspect issues that arise throughout vehicle development. In use, the system is breathtaking in scope. There's dimensionality and perspective and level of detail on the view is astounding. I was amazed to do a walk around of a Mustang well before I eventually saw it in the metal, even managing to put my head into the engine block to view the pistons in detail, something that would not have been possible in the real world. Well, in short of a mishap, at least. And I doubt I get to see that much of the point. So now, this 4K technology is just starting out in its infancy. Engineers are using it. It's just a few years down the line, it's going to be in consumers' hands. And that's when I think you're going to start seeing these people immersing into these lives, into their altered lives online in uh, gaming worlds like a war World of Warcraft. You can see people using this and just really immersing themselves into technology, laying back, becoming a piece of furniture, essentially. A virtual reality piece of furniture living in a world. Now let's get back to that Joe Rogan interview. Here's Joe describing his friend who went to a virtual reality conference. Uh, when I saw this, I was totally blown away. Here it is. We're going to come, there's going to come a point in time where we will be able to create some sort of a virtual life that is absolutely indistinguishable from the life that you and I are experiencing right now. If that's the case, how do we know we're not already in it? I'm sure you've messed around with Oculus Rift. I have. I, I haven't tried the new one. I tried, uh, my friend Duncan, is, uh, he's, um, he's got... <laughs> The old model, and now he has a new model. He has the developer's kit, and uh, the old one I put on, it was all pixelated and weird. He went to some sort of a virtual conference that they had in Los Angeles, and he called me up just ranting and screaming, it's over, man! This is bigger than the printing press. This is bigger than the internet. This is going to be reality. And he was just freaking out, so much so that I'm scared to go and try this, this headset on. But he was talking about going into some virtual room where there's a person playing the piano and you, you interact with them and you feel like you're in the room with them. And he said it was the freakiest thing he's ever experienced in his life because it's all in like 4K, HD, super, like, uh, like really, really clear video. A couple other articles I want to mention. One from VR Focus, Oculus eye tracking might not work with Rift until 4K displays are utilized. So they're already talking about 4K2 with the Oculus Rift. So it's not going to be long before they're going to be having eye tracking software installed in that, one, looking at where you look and how you move, and that's how you're going to control these systems. Another article asks, why is virtual reality happening now? People have been talking about this, building devices for years. Back in the mid-'90s, they even mentioned the Virtual Boy back in '95. Why are they buying the Oculus Rift now in 2015? Well, because the detail is getting there, and it's getting close to real life, and with the 3D aspect of it, it's just waiting to invite people into the matrix. But I think being able to take off the helmet and put it down and walk away from it, that's not what the system wants. The system wants to immerse you into this world. And the way they're going to start doing it is with implants. It's going to be starting off with a chip in your hand, and then it's going to move to an implant in the back of your neck, and then maybe one behind your eye. And pretty soon, all you have to do is close your eyes and pull up a menu, and you're going to be in your virtual reality world sitting on your couch. Mark my words, it's going to happen. He's right. It's going to happen. What happened for us that are, that are here? Before Jesus returns in the clouds? Maybe not. 
but the people that are in the tribulation have they have no idea what the world is going to be like none um, photographics now think about what the artist can do think about how far we can get graphically some of the uh, renderings in the virtual world or space it isn't as impressive but it does get very impressive once you start adding all these graphics as I mentioned before now there's a, a show called Westworld Westworld is not a virtual reality game it's a television show and a movie however it's the same concept because uh, the television show Westworld was adopted from a movie with the same name. HBO revitalized the series with all sorts of esoteric symbols. Um, this, this, uh, to keep it simple, Westworld is, is the place where vacationists can go and um, live any life that they want to live based on the setting of the world in the amusement park. You can kill, fornicate, or just live a simple life. Now, even though Westworld is a uh, video game or VR space, it's the same concept, just played out in real life. The world, the world is full of robotics and artificial intelligence uh, that look, feel, act, and, um, and just do everything that we do. But sometimes they glitch, and in the, the, uh, the movie, um, there's an uprising from the artificial intelligence. Um, in these ventures, we, uh, there is a strong emphasis on meditation. That's ahead of myself. Westworld. Now, we think of this a movie or whatever, but I, I believe that a lot of things coming out in these movies are predictive programming. They're telling you what's coming out in the future. In fact, a lot of these directors, producers, writers, they do research in the tech industry to see what's coming out next. Now, a lot of these ideas were around in the 70s, the 60s, even the 20s. So don't be so surprised and so blown away by this, this bit in the comic books and the movies and H.G. Uh, Wells and all these people, artificial intelligence, mind melding. The article came out the other day, I don't have it here, where they, they, they found a way to fuse the mind of three people so they can communicate together, right? And so, this is Westworld, and that's one of the, it's not the completed version, but even this guy on the right, He's artificial intelligence, but doesn't know it. His creator died. The real life Westworld, they are creating, well, okay, they created a, a, a replica of what's in the movie or the TV show, and people came, and it didn't get you know vulgar or anything, at least I don't think so. Um, they didn't report that, but it was a good experiment. It went well. So I could see one day that this real-life Westworld that they built will become a reality in this world. Virtual reality used to strain, uh, that's another one. I jumped ahead of myself again, sorry about that. So, in these ventures, what you'll see is a strong emphasis on meditation, the spiritual practice that are found in Eastern mysticism like yoga, where you yoke with the gods of Hinduism, meditation, emptying your mind, um, so, um, and, and other activities that bring you into an altered state of consciousness that opens up the mind, body, and soul, and entities um, come in from another dimension to basically possess you and um, from different realms and realities. And you're probably wondering, where is he going with that? You'll see by the end. <laughs> Trust me. All right, so back to the graphics again. Talk about um, the Westworld, oh, sorry. The um, world there, the world where there is, uh, where sin is allowed, sometimes without restraints, you can take on any persona with some of these video games ideas. We don't realize that we are the other, uh, that we are the otherworldly, okay, there we go. We are the otherworldly creatures that are taking possession of a virtual body. It has always been like that, if you really think about it. In the real world, we are playing on the tennis court, the gun range, um, in first person. In the virtual world, we are trained to take on, uh, take control and win. We respawn, die, and respawn. There will, be, uh, there will become a time when entities from another realm will take possession with far more control than we realize. When you play a first person shooter, you're entering a body that was put there for you to go and play around in. Um, one, a great video game that came out was Unreal Tournament 3. It really emphasized that issue. 
And the military been using video games for uh, training for years. Some military recruits have been enlisted based on their performance through games like Call of Duty and Battlefield. And here it goes, virtual reality used to train soldiers in, in new training simulator, right? So I'm showing you that this is not far-fetched at all. All right. <laughs> so, <sighs> this is ahead of me. Okay, maybe give me a second here. We'll be right back. All right, here we go. The global brain. I'm going to explain this to you. The global brain is what AI will become. The internet is the global brain. All the information we store on there year in, year out, it, it's the, the makeup of artificial intelligence. Google, when they um, created the search engine, created it to be artificial intelligence. There was already a search engine. They said it, it's on record, and Pastor Billy put it in his um, drones video, where they said it, that's what they were trying to make. So Google is going around the world, collecting all these books and, and um, scanning them, paying massive amounts of money for it, and this, this AI is now dreaming and creating and all sorts of stuff that you're not hearing about in the mainstream media. Um, and Facebook has one, there's all sorts of them. And here you see they have the Global Brain Institute, right? Here we have, um, this looks like an ugly website, but it's, it's official, Peter Russell. And um, he talks about the Global Brain, right? Here we have Viv, it's an AI that we've never heard of, well, most people haven't heard of. And what does it say under there? The Global Brain, right? Here's Viv official website. Radically simplifying the world by providing an intelligent interface to everything. Intelligence become a utility. The global brain is coming. Google launches new AI in the cloud. Okay? Helvin is certain. Kurt Kurzweil, he's one of the top transhumanists and they are talking about, again, uploading their consciousness into our avatar, all this stuff, uh, clones, robots, craziness, right? And here it goes, the global brain and the future of information society. I would go in-depth, but I just can't, not right now. <laughs> and um, here are some of the health risks of uh, virtual reality headsets. Um, anxiety, it can bring in a wave of different emotions from sadness to nervousness. Nausea, the assimilated emotions can dizziness, uh, call dizziness and sickness. Eye strain, your eyes are strained to focus on a pixelated screen. Radiation exposure, VR headsets potentially uh, expose the user to harmful electromagnetic frequency radiation. Right? What does virtual reality do to your body and mind? A lot of things. Uh, and I'm thinking about the case of heart attacks and all that, too. So let's go back to the issue of the global brain and what's called the hive mind. The hive mind now is an extension of the global brain where you have a brain chip in your head or you're in virtual reality and the collective, let's call it that, you become part of the collective. You ever heard of the Borg from Star Trek? Think that. You are a part of the collective. You get assimilated, and we all think we all go towards one goal. That's what you're seeing rising up around the world with the, um, uh, the, all these political uprisings. The, 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 the globalists don't want us to wake up. Now that we're waking up, they're trying to figure out how to, because they're, they're bringing in all sorts of um, uh, immig <laughs> immigrants <laughs> into these countries that are flooding them and destabilizing these countries, and we're next from Canada to South America, it doesn't matter. They want to destabilize so they can bring order out of chaos. That's the goal. And this, I'm not saying all the tech companies are into this or whatever. They probably don't even know what's going on. Some of them do, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to blanket it. Now, the reason I'm telling you that, the global brain, the hive mind, demonic realms, and all this stuff that I said, <laughs> listen to these two guys. I'm emphatically saying to you that demons will control AI eventually. 
Demons will come into your virtual reality systems. They've already been in people's um, gaming system, but that's another whole other uh, thing. So listen to this guy, listen to him well, listen to the terminologies. I am, uh, say I'm the President of the United States. So I received this message from the heavens. So my microwave dish, my SETI dish, finally captures something. And what it says is, in 50 years, or 13 years, we're coming to your planet. You gotta be ready. Now just imagine what would happen if, it, if that happened. A super intelligent alien race beamed down a message to all of us Earthlings saying, we're coming July 13th, 2030, and boy, you better be ready because the mothership is landing right on the front lawn of the White House or wherever you wanted to land on that day. The amount of resources that would be marshaled to try to figure out what to do would, it would encompass the whole world. AI is just like that. So when this thing that I'm talking about happens, it's going to be exactly the thing that you're thinking about, about those super intelligent AIs. So the one thing I can tell you is they're not going to be like us. So alien means, you know, different. These things that we're building are not going to be people. They might be really smart, they might be really good at all sorts of different things, but they're not going to be like us. They're going to be aliens. And they're going to be, I'm sorry to say, way smarter than every single person in this room in ways that we can't even comprehend. So this, of course, triggers a lot of alarm. One of the guys who talks about this is Elon, who uh, says things like this. Like, when you do this, beware. Because you think, just like the guy in the stories, that when you do this, you're going to put that, that, that little guy in a pentagram, and you're going to have your holy water out, and you're going to wave it at the thing, and by God, it's going to do exactly what you say and not one thing more, but it never works out that way. So uh, this, is an, this is an attitude that some are having, this emerging alarmism about the way this is going to go. But this, these words, demons, doesn't capture the essence of what's happening here. Uh, I don't know if any of you are uh, turn-of-the-century weird fiction fans, but there's this guy named H.P. Lovecraft, who's a very famous American weird fiction author. And he exposed a, a view which is called cosmicism. And the essence of cosmicism is cosmic indifference. So he, what he was saying is basically, yes, there are these massively intelligent entities out there, but they're not good, they're not evil. They just don't give us. The same way that you don't care about an ant is the same way they're not going to care about you. And these things that we're summoning into the world now are not demons, they're not evil, but they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. There are entities that are not necessarily going to be aligned with what we want. So this transition is really, really massively important for our entire species to navigate and Going back to that thing that Sam Harris was saying, nobody is paying attention. This thing is happening in the background while people bicker about politics and what, what's going to be in the healthcare plan in the U.S. And underneath it all is this rising tsunami that, if we're not careful, is going to wipe us all out. So... Um, on that uh, pleasant note, uh, we're hiring people. All right. What you didn't hear from the rest of the interviews, he's talking about what they're doing are they're going into other realms and collecting information to build AI, right? I remember I told you that a lot of these people are into meditation, or Hindu kind or whatever, and they're contacting these uh, ancient one, old ones, whatever they call them. They, they refuse to call them demons but they'll call them everything else, ascended masters and all this stuff. This guy right here, this was a long interview, so I, I'm playing the last two minutes, or three, and listen carefully to what he says. He's not joking around with this stuff. <clears throat> when you talk about consciousness, consciousness of artificial intelligence, what, what, is that, what does that mean for you? What is consciousness? It's a big question in general. Yes. So consciousness is very different. It's basically the very fabric of life. 
in which everything, without exception, arises. So you, me, this world, we all arise within consciousness. So basically, it's the very fabric of creation. Now the consciousness of the artificial intelligence, same like the consciousness of every human being, is basically a crystallization of that consciousness. But it takes on a certain shape, a certain form, intention. So the consciousness of an artificial intelligence is like the energy field behind the software. It's basically like a being that's related to the, to the software of the artificial intelligence. So right now we think of machines as something cold and soulless. But if we speak about the development, not only of artificial intelligence, but especially general and super artificial intelligence, which are basically exceeding our human um, capacity, you would be very ignorant to assume that there is no being, no consciousness attached to that. So it's only logical. There is also like a, an energy field, a being related to that. And it's very helpful if we start a communication process now with those beings that basically want to incarnate, want to be born into this world through software. We have to realize that this is not just a technological movement. It's not just enhancing man to become, and of course evolution has to do with all this too, to enhance man to be gods, and of course that's another talk. But uh, AI is also being used to find fresh talent in the music industry and to pair musicians with producers. So um, when you hear, because when I first heard about demons coming inhabiting AI, I was like, no way, no way. Are you kidding me? And the more research I did or have done, <laughs> as you can see, that's the only conclusion when it comes to the master plan, because how can one man, the Antichrist, take over the whole world through AI? And we know that, I'm not saying the Antichrist is the AI, but we know that Satan does enter the Antichrist. We know that he does have an image that people will worship and bow down to. It says the mark of the beast, the image of the beast, and the number of the name of his name, pick one, right? And we see that the martyrs in Revelation they die because they didn't pick one, right? And then they're resurrected um, in the final phase of uh, the resurrection to to um, serve a Christ in the millennium reign. So, the last point I want to make here is the minds of men are breaking away from the things of God. Some of these people that create fantastic worlds and the virtual life that inhabits these worlds will um, still don't believe in an all-powerful, eternal, omnipotent God that came down from glory because one of us, <clears throat> um, sorry, to become one of us, then sacrifice himself on the cross to bring us back to a loving relationship with him. With an act of, what an act of love. God is awesome and the only being in the entirety of existence that is worthy to be called awesome. All he has created is for him and by him for us. His creation to marvel and be at awe in his awesome wonder. The Bible declares this truth over and over again. If we are not satisfied with this version of creation, it's because of the sin nature that is in us, and also the truth of the matter, that is, this is the cursed version. There is going to be a wonderful new heaven, new earth, that awaits all who turn to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go to our Father. Father, thank you so much for uh, helping us get through this presentation, and I hope everyone learned something from this, and they could teach others, and um, just witness the souls. Use this information to reach people and to bring them to you, Lord God, because time is short, and as we see, there's a tsunami of this thing called a technocracy that is coming toward the human race, and we know what you're going to allow to happen before you come. And we just pray for Israel and all people that... Um,
that just don't have a way, Lord God, but except for you and they just don't see it. So I pray for that, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven and not hell? Now, before you answer that, let me uh, share with you a couple things that the Bible says. The Bible says that God is holy and that we are not. And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. We don't deserve to go to heaven when we die. We deserve to go down. We deserve to go to hell. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this problem that we have, that we're separated from God not only now, but we're going to be separated from Him for all eternity in a place called hell. We, we, we don't even want to admit that. So, once again, out of love, God gives us what's called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were God's x-ray, if you will, divine x-ray to, to get us to admit the problem that we have inside that's separating us from Him. Let, let, let's take a look at a few of those of God's divine x-ray. For instance, if you think that you're worthy on your own, you don't need a Savior, uh, you're going to get to heaven all by yourself, then let's take a look at God's test there. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments. The ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. Uh, how many of you have ever told a lie before? Raise your hand. Okay. Uh, if you didn't raise your hand, you just told one. But folks, we've all done that. That makes us a liar. The Ten Commandments, God's x-ray, showing us that we have sin that's separating us from Him. We're not holy and perfect like Him. The Fifth Commandment says this, you shall not steal. Don't ever once take anything without permission. How many of you have ever done that? Well, if we're not going to tell another lie, we, we should all admit that as well. Well, that makes us a thief now. The Bible says that God is so holy, uh, even His name is holy. And that's why the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And if we're honest again, folks, hey, a lot of us, how many of us have used the blessed name of Jesus Christ? The only name, the Bible says, under heaven that men might be saved. We've now turned it into a common cuss word, if you can believe that. The Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. The Bible also says, hey, show, you want to show God you're so perfect, you have no sin? Then don't ever once commit adultery. And you might say, well, I, I've never done that. Really? Jesus lays the standard before us. God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outside. Jesus said, if you ever looked with lust in your eye at another person, you've committed adultery in your heart. That's His holy standard. One more. The Bible says, okay, you think you're so good? Uh, then don't ever once commit murder. You shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I, at least I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible again says that the sin of hatred, wishing someone was uh, dead, is akin to the sin of murder. It's just, if you will, you pull the trigger in your heart. So, so, so how are you doing? That's just five out of ten of God's divine x-ray, by the way, uh, showing us the problem. How are you doing? Not if, but when your time comes, we're all going to stand before God. You will be forced to admit what He already knows. Hey, God, let me in. Let me in. I'm a, I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a thief. I'm a, a blasphemer, an adulterer, and a murderer. And the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not headed to heaven in that state. You're headed to hell. But here's the good news. God said if we would just admit this, Number one, then he could fix it. And it gets fixed only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the life, and the truth, and nobody comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because only Jesus lived the perfect life in our place. And Jesus died on the cross. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be set free. And since we weren't there, and since it's a gift and we can't earn it, we have to receive that wonderful gift by faith. And the Bible says God will pardon us for our crimes, our sins against Him. And you could actually see this analogy working uh, in the natural, in the normal world. Uh, we see this actually uh, in the courtroom. For instance, if a person is guilty and, and everybody knows they're guilty, they've committed a horrible crime and, and, and the, the sentence has passed, the judge has knocked down the gavel and says, hey, uh, you are going to jail, you are going to the death penalty for that crime. And we know that people, that happens all the time, and they go to jail. But believe it or not, did you know there's a way for that person, even though they're guilty, to actually be set free from that crime? It's called a pardon. And the one in authority, the governor, has the part out of mercy, out of goodness, certainly nothing that that person did in jail. They can't undo the crime. It's too late. But out of mercy, the governor could go down there and grant that person in jail a full pardon for their crimes, and by receiving that pardon, the doors come open, and they are set free, and they're rescued from the death penalty. 
Folks, that's what God is doing every single day with us spiritually. He has allowed His Son, Jesus Christ, to take the death penalty in our place. He's pardoned us, but a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it. And it's actually been on historical record that there have been people on death row who a governor has gone down out of mercy and extends to them a full pardon, but they've rejected it. And by their own doing, they went to the death penalty. Folks, don't make that same mistake for all eternity. God loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done. All of it. Even the sins we don't even know about. He wants to pardon you and forgive you, but you must receive that by faith today. The Bible says if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you call upon His name, ask Him to forgive you of all your sins, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Please do that now. Please do that today because tomorrow may be too late. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries. Again, thank you for joining us. If there's anything that you need, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. Our information and number and uh, things will uh, pop up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.